This is Red House Rising, Season 4, Episode 3, A Sign of the Times. Tinian Island, North Airfield. Early morning under gray skies, waves slap against the seaplane dock where Joe and Master Sergeant Novak give Joe's twin-engine float plane a pre-flight going over. Novak, you are the best. You're going to love that nav I put in. It's got more oomph than you're used to, Joe. It's got its own generator. Of course, it would have been easier with my wrench. Oh, you're, you are a bad man. You said... Joe, Joe, I'm just teasing you. Really, I was just happy it was there for you. Good thing you didn't miss him. No kidding, and I mean it. No kidding. Hey, but I hear you could pitch for the Yankees. You know, that guy, that... He looked half-starved, so pale, like a ghost with a sword. Yeah. They say they get so far down in those caves, they go crazy. I think I would, too. A B-29 rumbles down the runway and lifts off. Here we go. Lockett, Roger, Schumacher, and Reggie walk along the dock toward the float plane. These your passengers? Where's Mercer? He told me last night that his flight might get pushed up. With the break in the weather, yeah. That's what they said. Well, this crowd is ready to go, I can tell you. Here, here. Show me the way to go home. Island fever's a real thing, let me tell you. Yes, it is. And all that rain didn't help. Selfishly, I've enjoyed the extra days, Estelle. I know you've got your work cut out for you here in Tinian, as do we all, but uh, I'm going to look you up, my darling. After the war, that's a promise. Okay, Roger. It's a good bet you'll find me in Japan somewhere. I know I will. They all turn and watch as another B-29 roars down the runway. But instead of rising, its starboard wing dips as it leaves the island. The pilot tries to pull up, but the B-29 shudders, then suddenly rolls over and dives into the sea. Oh, holy mother... Oh, my shit! One night they lost three B-29s like that, just taken off. Joe, don't forget to breathe. Novak, come on. I'm already worried about him flying over Japan. That wasn't Mike's plane. Well, I hope not. Why do you say that? How do you know? Look. Joe turns around to see Mike and Taka arrive at the dock. Oh. <laughs> Joe crosses the dock to Mike and Taka. She puts her arms around Mike's neck and looks him in the eye. Remember, Mike? I know. No crashes. That's right. No crashes. You too, Joe. Hi, Taka. Hi, Joe. Um, would you do me a favor? Would you see that this gets to Suan, Shunji, and Mokulea when you can? Of course. I'd be happy to. Thank you so much. That's all. Give Walt and everyone my best. I will, Taka. I will. Hate to say it, Joe, but with this weather, you better get while the getting's good. I know, you're right. We're going. Okay, everyone, grab a seat. Good luck, you all. Godspeed. Same to you, Mike. Good luck yourself. You be careful out there. Joe is the last aboard. Lockett stops her. Joe, listen. Take care of Roger for me, will you? Oh, you know I will, Estelle. He's VIP cargo now. Thanks for everything, Novak. 
Completely my pleasure, Joe. Kiss Daniel, and I'll see you before you know it. Just come back safe, win this war, and come home. China, early evening. Liang and Mei Ling walk together along the river. Liang, slow down. We're not late, are we? No, not late. My mind's spinning. Obviously, this Volkov woman is the one winding you up. It's not me I'm worried for. It's what Volkov and the Russians want from Madame Sung. Liang, I told you, it's not the Madame she's interested in. It's you she wants. Darling, please. What? I shouldn't have told you how she looked at me. No, it's not that. It's not what you told me. I don't know how. I just know it's you she's after. Liang and Mei Ling approach the courtyard outside Madame Sun Yat-sen's house, where Director Volkov stands smiling. What's she doing here? How did you know it was... Listen to me. Believe me about her. There you are, Liang. And your dear friend, Mei Ling, is that right? Director Volkov, uh, Anya, are you visiting the madam? Just finished a lovely visit with Madame San Yat-sen. And you are expected, so I thought I will wait and say hello. How nice of you. Mei Ling, will you join the madam and let me take Liang for some brief discussion? It depends on where you're taking her. Mei Ling, please tell the madam I will join you both in just a moment. Mei Ling eyes Volkov, then turns and goes inside without a look back. Protective. Like a mother hen. I understand. She worries. My invocation of your sister Alice and her murder was disturbing for you. She is concerned. She is. But more importantly, I'm concerned for Madame Sung. Concerned because even rumors of disloyalty to official thought can bring isolation and attacks from the leadership. No, no. Concerns for your madam. This is misplaced. Comrade Mao knows he is much more powerful with Madame Sun Yat-sen at his side. Mother of his country, inspiring his people's liberation army against KMT nationalists. She is his vital asset. Unlike you, Liang, you are not vital to Mao. But you could be vital for us. With protection we could provide from rumors or attacks. Vital to the Russian Interior Ministry. And vital to me, Liang. You take my breath. I see I disturb you again. I leave you now. Please consider what I offer. Oh, can I rely on absolute discretion? 
for your protection and theirs. Japan, it's evening. Nick follows a path to a beautiful home set in a grove of trees on the outskirts of Tokyo. Yokana, you left your door open. Yokana, hello? You left your door open. Yokana. Nick looks around, stunned to realize the house has been ransacked. And crossing the room toward him, pistol in hand, is Yokata's driver, Lieutenant Makai. Prince Nakura, please come in. What happened? Where is the colonel? Where is the colonel? You're asking me? Makai suddenly lashes out with his pistol, slashing Nick across the face. Ah, no! Makai pins Nick to the ground with his knee and holds the barrel of his pistol against Nick's temple. Now, Prince Nakura, you tell me, where is he? Your colonel. The traitor Yokada. I, I don't. I'm here looking for him. Makai pistol whips Nick ah, again. Stop! I'm telling the truth. Listen to your whining. Lieutenant, I don't know where he is. Think, my prince. You know him well. Where would he go? I, 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 I don't know. I'm. Ah! He could be anywhere. Worthless. Weak. Defeatist. He's. We're done. Colonel Yokata appears and silently slips behind Makai. He's right here. Yokata flips a wire garret around Makai's throat and pulls him back, strangling the young officer. Nick swats the barrel of Makai's pistol away from his temple, just as he falls. Makai struggles to fight off Yokata, but Yokata is relentless. Makai claws at his throat, but his strength is leaving. He flails and shudders, then finally slumps over. Yokata drops him to the floor, the wire still tight around his throat. Yokata, this, this is madness. No time. Follow me. Yokata's driving. Nick sits beside him. Secretary Watanabe said keep away from you, that you are accused of spying for the Allies. So you've heard. And what did you do, Nikura? Come looking for me. Of course. Of course. I would have done the same. I discovered something scurrilous our country was contemplating, and I put a stop to it. That's the reason for my neutralization. And your lieutenant wanted to be the first to congratulate you. I knew he would come. He hurt you, didn't he? I've had worse. My friend, you need to take the advice you gave me. Get out of Tokyo while you can. Sound advice. You're a pilot, yes? A pilot without a plane. Leave that to me. It's sunrise on a small dirt airfield well east of Tokyo. Nick taxis a K-11 bombing trainer to the top of the runway. Yokata sits in the rear seat. They told me these trainers are bound for the special attack unit at Chiran. Special attack? Kamikaze. Uh, more insanity. They brainwashed children to commit suicide. Nick accelerates and the single-engine trainer gathers speed and lifts off.
Mike pilots a B-29 at 20,000 feet over Japan's inland sea. His ship is one of three B-29s headed northwest toward Hiroshima. Bob confirming our primary is target ready. Confirmed, Mike. The bombardier, Lieutenant Bob Mitchell, has one eye pressed to the Norden bomb site. Weather plane was ready. Visibility is good. Clouds one to three tenths. All right, gentlemen, we're about to start our run. Lieutenant Mitchell, I'm confirming autopilot ready for bombing flight corrections. Okay. All yours, Bob. I've got it, Mike. Lieutenant Mitchell sounds the bombing radio tone signal through the intercom. The B-29's bomb bay doors open. Mike looks over to see the open bomb bay doors on the two B-29's they're flying with. The three B-29's reach Hiroshima Harbor. Here we go. Bombs away. The three B-29's begin dropping dozens of 500-pound M16 firebomb canisters. At 4,000 feet, the canisters fly open and send a shower of leaflets, more than a million, into the air, shimmering in the sun and floating down over Hiroshima's city center. Read this carefully, as it may save your life or the life of a relative or friend. In the next few days, some or all of the cities named on the reverse side will be destroyed by American bombs. These cities contain military installations and workshops or factories which produce military goods. We are determined to destroy all of the tools of the military clique which they are using to prolong this useless war. But, unfortunately, bombs have no eyes. So, in accordance with America's Air Force, which does not wish to injure innocent people, now gives you warning to evacuate the cities named and save your lives. Outside the Hiroshima headquarters of the Japanese 2nd Army, Rio watches as the leaflets flutter to earth. He picks one up. You can restore peace by demanding new and good leaders who will end the war. Rio looks to an upstairs window and, startled, realizes General Ono is watching him. He drops the leaflet and hurries inside. Inside Second Army headquarters, General Ono's door is open, but Rio still knocks. Enter. General Ono is packing a small valise. I should have you flogged for touching one of those damn leaflets. I'm sorry, my general. Never mind. I'm gathering some things I wish for you to take to my wife. To your wife? Yes. You will take my car. If you start early, you should have no trouble. Yes, sir. Can I help you, sir? No, sergeant. Leave me. Close the door as you go. Joe flies her twin-engine float plane through stormy skies. Roger sits co-pilot. Reggie and Schumacher sit in back. Kwajalein Tower, I'm not receiving you. Over. Kwajalein Tower, you're breaking up. Are you getting any of that, Joe? No, but I can guess. Turn around. The storm was supposed to clear through. I flew transport here before the war, and sometimes these thunderheads throw up a wall. That's Morse code now, isn't it? Didn't get all of it. Did you, Roger? Did you catch that? Reggie unbuckles and comes up to the cockpit. Return to Tinian. That's what they're saying. 
Tinian? No, we burned too much fuel fighting this headwind. So where does that leave us? Headed southwest. The tailwind we pick up should save us enough fuel to get us to Kwajalein once this weather blows over. What's southwest of here? Truk. Truk Lagoon? That's Japanese occupied. Our carriers use Truk for target practice going by. The Japanese are dug in on the eastern islands, but Truk is a big lagoon. Schumacher unbuckles and joins the others. I get the feeling something important is being decided, and I should probably jump in and cover my interests. You're in luck, Schumacher. Your interests perfectly align with ours. We need somewhere to wait out this storm. We can't reach Kwajalein right now. Okay, I'm feeling aligned with that. Where are we going? Truk Lagoon. We can shelter in the western islands away from the Japanese. They will never know we were there. You two better buckle up. Mokulea, Hawaii, the Shunji bungalow. Ichiro is standing in a mirror tying his necktie. Tutu, his mother-in-law, and Suan, his daughter, come in the front door and see him fumbling a bit. So fancy. <laughs> not really, Tutu. Uh, not for the hilltop. Nice, Dad. Is that a new tie? Well, as a matter of fact, it is. Suan, he needs help. Can I... Uh, uh, all right. Uh, okay. Of course, Ichiro. Ruth Lee. Ooh, a celebrity. Ruthlessly, you mean. Chinatown Madam invades Pacific Heights. Please stop. I have to go to this dinner. I can't turn her down. She lost her husband. And she promised you money. For the clinic. Yes, she did. And you like her. Admit it. There. All done. Never mind, Sue Ann. Ichiro, you have fun up there with the rich people. Your Kayla would want you to have some fun for a change. I'm going to be late. Sue Ann, I admit it. I like her. She's... Likeable. I just don't know why she wants to live where people hate her. But Tutu's right. Mom would want you to go wild for a change. <laughs> That's right. Go wild, Ichiro. There will be no wildness. You're both terrible people. I've got to go. Ichiro lays his suit coat on the back seat of his car and gets in. Come back and tell us all about it. Sorry, doctor patient privacy rules. She's not your patient. I'm leaving. Ichiro backs onto the road, just as Mono and Maki walk up. Ichiro waves to them as he pulls away. Where's your grandpa going all dressed up? Mom, it's done. We did the last thing and now I can surf on it. We sealed the balsa. It's good. It's turning out. And it's not heavy. Well, you said you could handle it and I believed you guys. He'll do just fine. Thank you, Mano. Suan puts her arms around Mano's neck and kisses him on the mouth. Okay, time for our own dinner. Let's go, little surfer. What's for dinner? I'm hungry. What's put in front of you is what's for dinner. Well, what is it? Zucchini surprise. Ew. What do you mean? You love zucchini surprise. I do? Yes, you do. 
Mono kisses Suan. They hold each other close. Was Ichiro going where I think he was going? Dinner at Ruth Lee's. He's a brave man. <laughs> Why? Oh, I don't know. Because she's ruthless. <laughs> He'll be fine. Why don't you stay for dinner? I, uh... I also don't like zucchini surprise. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay, I'll stay. But can we talk for a minute out here? Sure, of course. I told Mackie about this, and he was so excited, he was ready to move in. And I had to tell him things don't work that way. What way? Mackie's ready to move in. Where? Kini wants me to buy her out. She wants to retire and sell me her business. She thought since I lost my mom and I've got the money now. Mana, wow, that's... <laughs> wow. You know, right in front of Kini's is one of the best wave breaks in Oahu. It's a gold mine, her store. You said Mackie wanted to move in? Kini's going to leave me the big house and move into the bungalow in the back. And I would take over the house and the store, of course. I think since you're all a little cramped in the bungalow, I think Mackie was... Uh, what? Nothing, I guess. Uh, that sounds great. And that's why you told Mackie things don't work that way, meaning... Meaning, first I had to talk to you, Sue Ann. Well, Mano, I think you have to do what you think is best. Sure, but what do you think about it? I, uh, people love Kinney's store. No, I mean, how do you feel about us? I like us. Us is good. But? No, no buts. Sue you know I love you. And you know I love Mackie. I know. I love you too, Mano, and Mackie is crazy for you. I'm never going to be a doctor like your father. Of course, I know that. I'm not even going to be a nurse like you. Mano. And I'm not a spy like your friend Taka. Mano, please don't. He wasn't spying. I don't think I want to... Sorry for... Uh, sorry for whatever I said. Whatever. Mano, stay for dinner. And tell Mackie I'll see him after my shift tomorrow. Mano, stay. Please. No. I... I gotta go. The Pacific Heights neighborhood above Honolulu. Ichiro and Ruth cross the spacious patio behind Ruth's home. Well, thank you for arranging the beautiful view. My pleasure. It's nice to see the city lights again, isn't it? And thank you again for the delicious meal. You're quite the hostess, Ruth. So they like to tell me. I uh, didn't intend... I know, Ichiro. And thank you so much for joining me tonight. The Lee family have owned buildings on Hotel Street for many, many years with no controversy. Of course. Until hundreds of thousands of soldiers and sailors began arriving in Honolulu, where prostitution is legal. True. And... Japanese real estate collapsed. Pardon me? Well, Ruth, you bought the homes of Japanese who were interned at very low prices. 
You're right, Ichiro. But if I didn't buy them, a rich hilltop white man would have, without a hint of controversy. True again, but a small consolation to the Japanese who lost their homes. Yes, you're right about that. Ruthless Lee. Isn't that what they say? Hated for profiting from the war? But most of all, hated because I'm the daughter of a Chinese whore who dared to move onto their precious hilltop. Of course, you know what it feels like to be hated, don't you, Ichido? Camp doctor, was it? Interned for how many years? Yes, I was a camp doctor for 28 months and five days. I know very well what being despised feels like. And yes, it is hard to rise above, but we do our best. Don't we, Ruth? I should think about going. You know, my husband had an army pension, and I'd planned to give it to his family. We'd been married for such a short while, and not very happily, I confess. But I was going through his things, and I found letters from his sister and his father, plans they discussed, things he said, things he told them. Breathtaking. So hateful. I'm sorry. So, I'll keep the pension. It's mine. Oh, Ichido, this has been just what I needed. I'm sorry if I was being too direct just now. Not at all. It's one of your best qualities. Oh, it is, huh? My lawyer tells me you don't go out much. What's that? You lost your wife years ago to cancer, and you've been married to your work ever since. Ruth, you are well-informed. My lawyer is paid to protect me. Thus, I know what I need to know about you. How special you are. Special? Come, I'll walk you to your car. Thanks to you, Dr. Shunji, I can. Maru watches as Ruby locks up her club. It's late. I know, you're right, Maru. Walt says the same thing. I should talk to Joe about it. Yes, you should. I just feel uncomfortable asking a big favor like that. It's not a favor. You need to open your club, and for some ridiculous reason, the army won't give you permission. Oh, they have many reasons. I don't think they like a woman owner, for one thing. When Joe gets back, I'll talk to her. She knows people. She'll help you, Ruby. You know she will. Let me talk to her. Is that Elaine? Sister? Oh, Maru! I've got you. Elaine! What's the matter? What's wrong? Dear God! I've been looking all over for you, Maru! What is it? What happened, sister? I have the most wonderful, wonderful news! I'm sorry to cause a panic. My God, Elaine! Scare us half to death. I know, but they found him. They found Kai. Found him? Is he alive? Where did they... Taiwan! They said he was in a prisoner of war camp. I was sure he was dead. Oh, Elaine, that is wonderful news. Is he all right? 
I, I don't know if he's injured or the, they didn't say anything except he's not missing in action anymore. Oh, Kai. Oh, oh don't you start too, Maru. Okay. You'll get us all going. Okay. He's on his way home. Kai's coming home to us. Red House Rising is written and directed by Chris Cote and Dale Carey. Episode 4 is next. Next.